Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Good evening, and welcome to Miracle Internet Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina. Amen. And if you were wondering how to post your prayer request in the Global Prayer Warriors Prayer Room, this is how you do it. It would help if you read some of the other prayer requests that are there first. Now, first of all, you address your Heavenly Father if you are a Christian, in the name of Jesus Christ. Well, how do I do that? Well, it starts like this, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name. And then you get to the point about what you need. You get right to the point. And then in a few lines, and then you put a few scriptures that pertain to that prayer request, and you thank him and say amen. That's it point on, the saints of God will come up and we will agree with God's decisions concerning your prayer request. And we will agree with the scriptures that you list. And then God will move. That's how it's done. Very simple. Amen? Amen. So if you didn't know, that's the answer. Amen? Praise the Lord. We're so glad that everybody could come up tonight to hear the word of the Lord. We're so glad that the body of Christ could come together in fellowship and in unity around the word of God and the presence of the Lord. Amen. And a special welcome to all of our first-time listeners. We are a Christian Internet church, and we meet on the Internet every Wednesday evening and Friday evening at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America. And on Sundays, we meet at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Amen? Amen. As Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sunday, we are an international ministry. We have um, members all over the globe. Amen? So I want you to keep in mind that you're not up here by yourself. There are some people that think when they come up here, they're just by themselves, and then there are those people at Miracle. No, that's not how that works. Jesus doesn't have a those people. No, Jesus doesn't do a those people. Jesus does the body of Christ, the saints of God. Amen? Praise the Lord. So if you do not visit us frequently, welcome back. And if you do, praise the Lord. And if you've never visited us before, welcome in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. We want to encourage everyone to join us in our chat room. And our chat room is located on our webpage. And our webpage is MiracleInternetChurch.com, MiracleInternetChurch.com. 
When the page comes up, if you're on a computer, it's a banner, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Click that link. When the page changes, click Guest. When the page changes, sign in using your own name, not somebody else's name, not Guest, not you don't know who you are, your name, Mm -hmm. your name. Praise the Lord. Sign in using your name and greet the saints that are already in the chat room. If you were walking into a physical building in a church, you would greet the other saints that are there. At least I hope you would. And so this is no different. When you come into the chat room, greet the people of God. Greet the saints of God. These are the saints of the Most High God. Amen? And they will greet you in turn. Amen? If you're on a cellular device, if you're on an iPhone or an Android phone, use your browser to find MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up, across the banner, you will see three white lines against a black background. Click the three white lines. That's your link to open up all the other links. And then you may follow those instructions as well. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We want to thank the Lord for his goodness, for his grace, for his power at work in our lives. We want to thank the Lord for all of these testimonies that we have been receiving. They've been marvelous, marvelous, simply marvelous testimonies. They've been wonderful. Amen? And we want to encourage you to continue sharing your testimonies with us. It does not matter how insignificant you happen to think it is. If God did something in your life, it is not insignificant. It's called a miracle. Amen? God's intervention in the course of human life, human arrangement, is called a miracle. When God intervenes, it's a miracle. Give him credit for what he does. Amen? Give him the praise, give him the glory, and give him the honor. It's his. Amen? It's due him. Don't cheat it. Amen? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We have a lot to be grateful for here at Miracle. We have a strong group of believers who are growing stronger every day, who are learning the word of God, who are learning how to stand against the devil and his wiles and to recognize him, and who are learning how to believe God. We're growing in faith. We're going forward. We are turning from our wicked ways. Amen? We are turning from our wicked ways. Isn't that wonderful? We are actually doing what Romans 12, 1 and 2 commands us to do. We are participating in our own transformation from what we were to what God always wanted us to be. We're in process. We're making progress. And God is very proud of us. Amen? He comes by to help us. Amen? He comes by to help us. Yes. Whenever God says something, does something, it's to help us because we need help. We do. 
you know, we like to think that we are confident and we have it all together. We tell ourselves that, but we need his help. Without him, there's nothing we can do. You know, we used to live in the flesh all the time, and we thought we had it going on till life crashed in, and we found out we really didn't. So having to admit that truth to ourselves, we decided change was necessary. And so we began to cry out to God for change. Well, you can't start out in God and then shift back to the way you used to manage things. Well, okay, I'm I'm not in any hot battle right now, so I can just shift back to doing it my way. No. Once begun, you started it in the spirit, you cannot complete the will of God in the flesh, in self. That doesn't work. It just doesn't. You started in Christ, you've got to take it all away. That's what works. Amen? I know we are tempted to fall back into our usual fleshly patterns. But we've come out of that. We've been delivered from that. And so that's the end of that. Remember that that, that, uh, trash receptacle we talked about not too long ago? Well, those things we put in the trash receptacle, and we push it to the curb, and we let somebody else haul it off. Amen? We don't keep carrying it around. We don't carry it from one year to the next year. Get rid of those things. So if you have a pileup in your life of old things, whatever they may be, it's time for you to get your broom and your dustpan out, your Swiffer Sweeper, amen, or whatever you may have, and get to work getting that old stuff out. Because God wants to fill your life with new things, better things, wonderful things, things from God. And that means some other things must go. Amen. Things must go. Yes, that's that's the way it works. Out with the old, in with God. Out with the old, in with God. So. I pray that in our upcoming fast, you'll do just that. You'll let go of the old. You'll sweep it all out. The Holy Spirit will help point out the things that you're hanging on to that you should let go of. Yes, there are things in your mind that you should let go of, ways you used to think. You want to say, well, that's just a demon. No. Many times it's your flesh. It's not always a demon. You see, we've cast quite a few of your demons out. Sometimes it's just you refusing to let go. Amen. Praise the Lord. Sometimes it's just you refusing to let go. You know, delivers us from our enemies not from our bosom buddies that we should have let go of when we asked Jesus to come into our heart. Mm-hmm. So it's time for you to let go of some of that old stuff. 
you know some of that repetitive stinking thinking that you just keep working with every now and then, something will come along and, and just start that pattern of thought going in your head again. It's time for you to actually do Second Corinthians 10 and 5. You actually have to cast that imagination down. You know that's not God. You have had enough words, enough of the power of God. You know that's not God. You can't sit there and hold a conversation with it. You can't have a cupcake with it. You've got to ditch it. See, the problem is some people still have their emotions tied to things that are not of God. Amen? Some people still have their emotions tied with things that don't please God. That's called an inordinate affection, an affection that's outside of the will of God. He tells us to guard our hearts with all diligence. That means out of our hearts need to come those things that don't please God, and they don't need to go back in. So as we're going to participate in the fast, we're going to get rid of some of these things. That's right. We're going to get rid of these things. We're going to go in, you know, that closet of your life that you don't want God to open the door and and turn on the light, that one, in that place. You know where you shove that rebellion till you're ready to use it, that place. We're going to go get that kind of stuff out. No, you can't keep blaming it on your ancestors. It's time for you to get rid of yours, your own rebellion. That might have been an old pattern that they set for you, but you've been set free. So what's your excuse now? Amen? All that old rebellion that's still in there, it's time for you to cart that stinky stuff out and ditch it and never see it again. That's right. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's right. We're going after that stuff. God's coming for it. He's not joking. He's very serious. We're turning from our wicked ways, and he's helping to pull back these layers and uncover all of that stuff in our life that's still not right. You know, all of that thinking that's leaning to the side instead of standing straight. All of that stuff in our life that's reluctant to do the right thing. We want to go three quarters of the way, but not all the way. Amen. Praise God. We're headed for it. You see, we want to, we want to come forth like Job did. We want to come forth like he did. You see, God wants us without spot, without wrinkle, without any such thing. Amen. And sometimes he has to get the scrub brush of the word and the water out for us. Because we, you know how the dog doesn't like to take a bath. Sometimes we don't like to do it either. Amen. Praise the Lord. 
sometimes we don't want to do it either. But we know better here at Miracle. We know this is a good thing for us because then you smell good. You smell like Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? Praise God. It's a great day in the kingdom, church. It's a great day in the kingdom. None of us are so perfect that we don't have these little these little uh, cracks and crevices where we've still got stuff that God wants to go. He's got good things to put in us, and that means the other stuff's got to leave. Amen? Amen. So let's look forward to the good stuff coming in as soon as the old stuff goes out. Amen? No, you do not need to have a yard sale on your old stuff. You just need to get rid of it. Lord, amen. Amen. So we need to pray, don't we? Yes, we do. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Bible teaches us to be zealous to repent. And your people want to obey the word of God, Lord. The Bible says that the words you give us, they're not hard. They're not chafing. That your commands are not grievous unto us. No, with a joyful heart and with gladness, we want to obey you. We want to please you. Jesus pleased you all the time. We want to please you too. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we take authority, dominion, and power over those old begrudging ways in us, ways we don't want to let go of because we're familiar with them. We've always thought it that way and done it that way and acted that way, but it's time for it to go. And so we welcome this opportunity to get rid of it. We thank you, Lord, for the blessings that will usher in as the old leaves. We thank you for the grace. We thank you for the grace for the fast, Father. We ask you to strengthen everybody. Help us to be truthful with ourselves and with you. Help us to humble ourselves, Lord, and not resist the Holy Spirit nor grieve him. Help us, Father. Help us to repent in truth, not just with our lips, but with our hearts and our spirits indeed. We thank you, and we give you praise. We thank you for the armor of God. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you for the power of God. We thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the cross of Calvary and the work that Jesus accomplished there. We thank you for the Godhead. We thank you for the wall of fire with your glory in the midst. We thank you for the warring, linking angels that surround us. We thank you for the praising angels that cover us. We thank you for your ministering spirits, but most of all, we thank you for your holy presence in our midst. Because when two or three of us are gathered together in your name, Lord, there you are in our midst. You are the pearl of great price to us. You are our treasure, and we adore you. We give you praise, Lord. In Jesus' name, we want to thank you, Lord. Amen. We want to thank you that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We can cast down imaginations and bring every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. 
can bind the devil in Jesus' name. We can loose good things over us in Jesus' name. We can cast all of our cares upon you because you care for us. Amen? We thank you, Lord, for the gift and the blessing of walking in divine health. We thank you, Father, for the continuation of healings in the body of everyone in Miracle Outreach Ministries in Jesus' name. For by your stripes, Lord, we have been healed. We want to thank you for your joy living in us because your joy is the source of our strength. We thank you, Lord, for the word of God playing over us day and night, day and night, wherever we are, bringing us joy, peace, comfort, strength, righteousness, holiness. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for knowledge. We thank you for each piece of our armor. And we thank you, Lord, that we never leave home without it. Amen. We never leave home without it. Isn't that great? Thank you, thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous in Jesus' name. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and their powers in Jesus' name. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to a strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, watchers, peeps, whispers, familiar demons, all electronic, digital, and technology demons and their attacks, all Leviathan spirits and their attacks, all brainwashing Kundalini spirits and their attacks. We bind all electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism and mind control by the occult in Jesus' name. We bind all Leviathan spirits, Kundalini spirits, water and marine spirits, sex devils, unclean spirits, passive devils, sorcery devils, seducing, womanizing, drone spirits, and all of their attacks in the name of Jesus. We bind whoredom spirits and their attacks. We bind all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer in their attacks. We bind all hypnotic and trance devils in their attacks, all mystic rituals, and their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind all the Havana Syndrome, brain changes, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons in the name of Jesus Christ, all targeted radio frequencies, all pulse weapons and their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequencies, and the work of every druid, binding all 5G and components, binding everything coming off the satellites, cell towers, and through our devices. We bind force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crime, Pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits, 
which manipulate modern technology, post-microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, binding all vibrations, which are demons, binding that shrill sound in our ears in the name of Jesus Christ, returning to the sender in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the sender in Jesus' name. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils, and we bind all evil spirits which take animal form, all shape-shifting spirits in Jesus' name. We bind all Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Islander, indigenous groups, tribes, Groups that have yet to be discovered. We bind all covens. Groups of shamans. All false religions, all cults, we bind their activities, their works, their practices, their beliefs, their vows, their prayers, their chants, their incantations. In Jesus' name. We bind their warfare against every true Christian in Jesus' name. We bind Haitian, Jamaican, Caribbean, Latin American, black and white magic in Jesus' name. We bind voodoo, hoodoo, and jujus wherever they are practiced in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind hyperactivity, racing mind, inattention, impulsivity in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the prince of the power of the end. We return its powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect. We bind all satanic ritual abuse, devils, all satanic worship, and witchcraft dedications. We bind all formation of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, monitor, track, block, distract, confuse, Pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, assassinate, defile, divide, corrupt, confound, undermine, attack, reproach, despise, 
and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of the generation of fools and the spirit of the fool and the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind food, lust, addictions, and gluttony in Jesus' name. We return to sender according to the covenant all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance. Every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us. Astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, and the Great Reset, make-believe, fantasy, fables, enchantments, la-la land, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors and the spirit and works of the children of disobedience, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist, ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits, answers, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we bind the king of pride and all of his agents, and we chain you with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, all combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilek, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, Isis, Osiris, all false deities, all gods and goddesses, Mammon, Atlas, and Baphomet in his 72 in Jesus' name. We chain you with eternal chains under darkness in the name of Jesus Christ. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, promptings, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and we return their affliction to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, vow, league, pact in the name of Jesus Christ and the work of the associated organizations. We bind the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the grip, and so on in Jesus' name. We thank you. And we bind the injustices that they do to people who are not in the membership in Jesus' name. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the lay of the sins. We bind the insanity, pride, and foolishness of our own opinions, and we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind the work of errors in our own lives. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin, all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. 
We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven, and we bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, and we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, undo heavy burdens, let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke and chain and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief and whom we serve and obey. Praise the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bind every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us, and we command it to leave us now in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere, especially those that are persecuted and those that were left behind in Afghanistan. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, we cover ourselves in the blood of Jesus and our mode of transportation, whatever it may be. We forbid any spirits, demons, animals, or other objects to cross our path and to cause us harm. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for the protection of your spirit and your angels, Father, in Jesus' name. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus, and we take authority over all demons of the night, bad dreams, nightmares, sex dreams, anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams. We command them in the name of Jesus to stay away. We thank you for your protection, Father, and for your fiery wall of protection around us through the day and the night. In the name of Jesus, we pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spear, all voodoo, witchcraft, curses, and anything sent to us from the enemy, and we return it to the sender in the name of Jesus according to the covenant. We cut ourselves free and burn all ungodly silver cords, ley lines, ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We tear down and destroy walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, divinators, and such in Jesus' name. And we break the power of all love spells, vexes, hexes, curses, charms, fetishes, psychic thoughts, psychic prayers, witchcraft, magic, voodoo, mind control, mind frequency meditations, potions, bewitchments, death, torment, pain, sickness, psychic power, psychic warfare, incantations, incense and candle burnings, chantings, ungodly blessings, root work, hoodoo, and everything else being sent from the demonic realm, including tribal rituals and sin. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We forbid you to remain in our lives. All trespassing, 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 
Yerkisa da da brusha de didi ekishi da da bruka ba 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 kushi de 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 rikisi da da bruka da. Satan, we bind you in the name of Jesus, and we forbid you to trespass in Jesus' name. We bind all spirits of hate, bitterness, murder, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery, rebellion in the name of Jesus Christ. Spirits of blindness, bondage, and fear in the name of Jesus. We break these yokes of the people of God. And we thank you, Father, as you release the love of God that's found in Christ Jesus, our Lord, into the people of God in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, tonight, saints, God wants to talk to us some more. Amen. He always wants to talk to his children. He loves us, and I'm grateful for his love. I pray that you are too. Amen? I would not be the same person without his love, and neither would you be. Praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, We lift Matthew before you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father. Thank you for your intervention in Jesus' name. Thank you for your intervention and your healing virtues, Father, released to him. We plead the blood of Jesus over him, Lord, and we submerge him under the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, and we give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. So, praise the Lord. Let's thank the Lord for his goodness. Amen. Let's thank the Lord for his goodness. Father, we give you praise. We thank you for this miraculous. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. The Lord says to the mother that he is touched with the feelings of your infirmity. He is touched with what you're going through. He's not some distant God out on a planet somewhere that can't hear you, feel you, and know what you're going through. He wants to know. He wants you to know that he's there for you. He's not a long ways off. He's right in your midst. So give him the praise. Amen? Amen. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So our featured psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 9-0, Psalm 90. And our verses for meditation come from Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah in the Old Testament, Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 1 through 16. Now, saints, when you go to read Jeremiah, 
Ask the Lord to open up your understanding so you understand what he's saying to you. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. That's important. Our featured ebook is Spirit of Rebellion, and the link is in the chat room. Amen? Brother Bill has posted it. The link is in the chat room. Amen? Spirit of Rebellion, Deliverance Roots. Some of you that have read it need to reread it. Praise the Lord. Amen. So our guest call-in number remains, area code 319-527-6235, and press 1. Amen. Praise the Lord. Tonight, we're going to talk about one with the Father, one with the Father. Jesus had a key to winning every single battle, and he has offered that key to his saints. Jesus had a key to winning every single battle. And he has offered that key to his saints, to the children of God. Even though he exemplified the working of this key in his earthly life, the church seemingly has pushed it aside. You say, how could the church do that? Trust me, the church is full of human. It did it. Perhaps you will see this key as important to your own life and to the continued life of the true saints of God. It's important. Keys are important. Why? Because without them, there's some places you just can't go. Amen? Amen. It is a great opportunity. You choose. Jesus lived his life on earth as a man. He never stopped being God, but while he was on earth, He did not draw upon his God quality. He didn't? No, he didn't. You see, that wouldn't have been right. Why? Because then he couldn't show us what it is to be a human on the earth living for God. He's our example, you see. So if he walked in all his deity, and all his God power and knowledge and ability, that wouldn't be the best example for us. We need something we can relate to. That's the way we are. Amen? So he did a selfless act. Now you say, really? How, how, how could that happen, Pastor? How could that happen? Well, Let's look at Philippians chapter 2. 
Philippians chapter 2, beginning with verse 6. Philippians chapter 2, beginning with verse 6. That's right. Speaking of Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. No, he did not come to earth in his chariot with horses from heaven in full regalia and with all his crowns on his head. No, he didn't come that way. Amen? He didn't do it that way. He didn't consider it to be an insult to his godliness to set aside his divine abilities to come to earth as a human being. Granted, that's a long way down, but he didn't think it was an insult. You see, there are some of us that are so full of our own pride and ego that we would have been insulted if somebody had asked us to lay aside something so we could come and be in in the earth with other people who were just human. No more, no less, nothing else, just human. You know, we were made from the dust, and he was the one that made the dust. He made of himself no reputation. No, he didn't come prancing in with an entourage saying, see, here I am. Can't you see? No, he didn't do it that way. He didn't have a ticker tape parade. No, he didn't do it that way. He came into the earth just like most human beings do. Amen? And he took upon him the form of a servant. He came to serve. That's the different mindset from the world. The world doesn't want to serve anybody but themselves. But Jesus had a different mindset. And was made in the likeness of men, just like you and I. If you cut his finger, it would have bled. Yes, he sneezed. Yes, he had to take a bath. For all of you who still don't like taking baths, yes, Jesus had to take a bath. He had to obey his parents. He had to grow up just like other children had to grow up. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. No, he didn't exalt himself. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wow, that's right. He did not choose to draw upon his God abilities while he was here. Chose not to demand 
and cling to his rights as God. Now, I was talking to the Lord this morning, and I was reminding him that I'm still in awe of him, of his actually doing this. Because if you think about it, that's really something to do. And while I cannot fathom exactly how he got it done, I know he did it, and I know that it was an act of his will. Then Jesus laid aside his almighty power and glory. In essence, he deliberately laid aside qualities or attributes that were his. So you say, Pastor, how did he do that? I don't know. I wasn't there to watch. Well, nonetheless, even though I don't know the details, I am certain that it was an act of his will, an act in obedience with the Father's will. Of these things, I'm certain. Jesus chose to come to earth as a regular human being, except without the corruption of sin. He was the sinless one. Amen? Let's go to Isaiah chapter 7. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Isaiah 7, verse 14. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And we know that Emmanuel means God with us. God came from heaven to be with us. Amen? Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 1, New Testament, first book in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Amen. So we can see that. So he was born as most babies are born on earth, normal human even though he was God. He grew up as other children grew up, with a family and relatives. He was the eldest child, and he had brothers and sisters. But Jesus knew his heavenly father intimately. Jesus knew his heavenly father intimately. 
He loved his earthly father for who he was. But he knew his heavenly father intimately. There are those who don't quite understand this. But if you allow the Holy Spirit to open and blossom this truth within you, you will see new growth come forth, saints. Amen? Jesus knew his heavenly Father intimately. They are close through oneness. They are close through oneness. Mm-hmm. John, the Gospel of John, chapter 17, verse 10. John, chapter 17, verse 10. The Gospel of John, chapter 17, verse 10. And all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. Oneness. Verse 21. John chapter 17, verse 21. That they all may be one. As thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they all may be one. As thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Now, you remember not too long ago, the Lord explained to us that we are in Christ Jesus. We are flesh of his flesh. We are bone of his bone. And for those of you who needed a visual, we had the nesting bowl. So you can understand that you are literally in Christ. It's not imaginary. It's literal. It's not flying around on the cloud somewhere. No, it's reality in Christ Jesus. Amen? Some of you are still having relational issues with your heavenly Father, which stem from your relationship or lack of relationship to your earthly father. I'll say that again. Some of you are still having relational issues with your heavenly father, which stem from your relationship or lack of relationship to your earthly father. Regardless, to that natural situation, your heavenly father 
cannot be compared to an earthly human. Let me say that again. Your heavenly father cannot be compared to an earthly human. So you cannot transfer the relational chaos from your earthly relationship or lack thereof with your paternal father to your relationship with your heavenly father. That's not right. That's ungodliness. That's unrighteousness. That's sin. Amen. That's just the truth. Your heavenly father is the great God. He is not a weak and failing human being. Some of you are still looking for accolades and approvals from a human being that you should choose to receive instead from your heavenly Father. Still have your hookup in something weak instead of your hookup being from all strength. Some of you are still on that page. It's time to leave that page and go on to greater things. You still want that earthly person that performed the paternal functions in your life to do this and to do that and to say this and give you an attaboy and all of that. But you should change your focus, change your your direction. You, instead of looking at humanity that is flawed and failing and full of corruption, your eyes should be focused on your heavenly father. You have the option as a Christian, as a born-again believer, to redirect. But it's up to you to choose to do it. Amen. The Lord. Your heavenly Father, he's the Ancient of Days. He is the great I Am. There is no comparison with a human being. None can compare to him. None can compare to him. So if you're still linking your earthly parental relationship to God Almighty as your heavenly father, you do so in error and sin. Hmm. Perhaps it is time for you to reevaluate your thoughts and feelings in the light of the Holy Scriptures. In the light of truth. Jesus walked in the full knowledge of God. He had constant, unbroken fellowship with his heavenly Father. 
constant, continuous, unbroken fellowship with his heavenly Father. God the Father dwelt in him. Like many of us, Jesus did not view his heavenly Father as the man upstairs. Nor did he view him as untouchable. For that would be a lie and not the truth. Your heavenly Father is not untouchable. And for you to attach that attribute to him is a crime, a felony against him. Because you speak not the truth of him. He is not untouchable. He lives in Christians. Amen? So if you are still believing in your mind that your heavenly Father is untouchable, you are in sin. Jesus is one with his Father. They dwelt together close and intimate in oneness. We're called to that same oneness. Jesus communed with his father, and the father communed with him. It was from the overflow of this vital relationship with the father that enabled Jesus to know and to comprehend that he was the Son of God and that he was called to fulfill a divine commission and therefore he was sent to this earth. For each of us to come into this place in our relationship with our Heavenly Father we must develop constant, unbroken fellowship with him. We must desire to come to that place in our relationship with Christ. We must desire to come to that place in our relationship with Christ where we are actually living every moment of our lives in him and being fully aware of it. Say that again. We must desire to come to that place in our relationship with Christ where we are actually living every moment of our lives in him and aware of it. So that we are constantly, without hesitation, 
communing with him. Why would you want to go to heaven to live forever with someone who you do, who you really do not know? Have you ever asked yourself that? Perhaps you should. It's not that the opportunity is not available. No, it is because you have not. You have not. That's the deal. You have not. We must learn to desire that place in relationship with him where we are drawing our very life from him. We're not outsourcing our affection because he's indwelling. We're not looking for love in all the other places because perfect love dwells within us. We can draw from the wells of salvation continuously and forever. We're not pressuring other people to love us because love lives within us. We're not pressuring other people to accept us because full acceptance lives within us. We're not looking to fill in our inadequacies with something else because his grace is sufficient for all of our needs. Amen. Galatians chapter 5, verse 25. Galatians chapter 5, verse 25. Galatians chapter 5, verse 25. If we live in the Spirit, in the Holy Spirit, if we live and dwell and have our being in God, Let us also walk in the Spirit. Let's live out every moment of our lives in the Spirit. Let's draw our strength from the Holy One within us. If we are living every moment by the power of the Holy Spirit, then we should follow the Holy Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Amen. If we are truly living every moment by the power of the Holy Spirit, then we should follow the Holy Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, beginning with verse 14. Romans chapter 8, beginning with verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit,
of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Now, saints, God has repeatedly come to us and said, get rid of the fear, get rid of the fear, get rid of the fear, get rid of the stress, get rid of the anxiety, get rid of the pressure, get rid of the fear. Why? Because he's destroyed that bondage in our lives. Why are we trying to hold on to the fear? You know, roll it out there by the curve. Let it go away, okay? Let's let's let go. It's time to let go. See, you used it for whatever purpose you wanted it to serve in your life. Well, it's decrepit. Why are you holding on to it? It's not of God. It doesn't bring strength or power or protection. Corrupt it. It's rotten through and through. Let go of it. It's not that the power of the spirit of fear hasn't been broken in your life. No, it's you keep holding on to it. Situation comes up, ah, there you go, and you reach for fear. No, you're supposed to reach for faith. You're supposed to reach for faith. That's what you're supposed to do. I think you know that now. Whenever something comes up, faith should come forth. Amen. Praise the Lord. But instead, you have received the spirit of adoption. God has adopted us. We are actually his. We are his children. We belong to him and to his kingdom. We're not just floating around here on earth trying to figure out what to do. We belong to someone. We belong to God. Amen. So we are not slaves to fear. No, we're children of God. We are no longer slaves to fear. We are the children of God. We should choose to behave as children of our Heavenly Father, not like the heathen unbelievers who adopt every pagan work available to them. Whatever the world is doing, they're hot on the trail for it. You see, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to say, Father, is that for me? If not, let it go. Every trend, every fad, every whatever it is that comes in from the world, carnal, self-fleshly Christians are running right behind it, like that's something they're supposed to do, and participating. Every pagan practice that they can jump into, they're all with it. They want to be with the in crowd. Well, that's the crowd that's going to hell. Mm-hmm. Nor should we be like ignorant churchgoers who have not fully embraced the truth of the covenant. 
We're supposed to deny ungodliness and worldly living. Well, I go to church. No, uh uh-uh, that's not what I said. Worldly living, following the patterns of the world. That doesn't necessarily mean, uh, well, okay, Holy Spirit, you brought that up. Well, you know, here we have the marijuana issue. And there are people that call themselves Christians that are smoking marijuana again. And they tell you, oh, they took all the chemical blah, 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 blah out of it, and it doesn't have any traces of blah, blah, blah. And let me explain something to you in English. The pharmacist in me knows better than that. And you should know better than that, too. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I heard about that. We are God's very children, right in the bosom of the Father in the body of Christ. The Holy Spirit speaks to us deep in our hearts and confirms to us that we are indeed the children of Almighty God. You know, saints? You really believe something when you behave as though it is the truth. When you begin to act it out, then you know you really believe it. Although Jesus was the Son of God, his knowledge and relationship with the Father was not automatic. No, he didn't push a button, and there it was. Nope, didn't work that way. When he was born, he did not come out of the womb quoting the Old Testament, and neither did you. He did not already know all of the scriptures. Nor did he already know his father's will for his life. He was not born with a predetermined script of what to say and what to do. You know how you call some of these companies on the telephone and you ask a question and they already have it scripted what they're going to say to you. And if you try to interrupt with an intelligent question, they can't answer you. All they can do is repeat their script. Well, Jesus didn't have a script. He had to learn the word of God. Jesus was born like you and me. He was born in the form of human flesh, and it was necessary for him to learn these truths By the Spirit of God. 2, verse 40. Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verse 40. And the child grew. Normal children grow. 
and wax strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Jesus had to grow up too. And if the little boys in his neighborhood um, played kick the whatever it is they could find to kick, yes, he was out there playing with them too. That's part of growing up. I'm certain at some point he climbed a tree. Amen. I'm certain he learned to help his father and his mother. He was the eldest child. Remember, he was a carpenter by trade. He had a job. How about that? He had a J-O-B. And no, the trees in the forest did not uproot themselves and lay down for him to make whatever he had to make out of them. No, they had to hew down those trees. They had to cut them down just like they're still doing today. You got to cut the tree down. Yes, he made the earth that the tree grew out of. Yes, he grew the tree, but he still had to cut it down. Amen. And that's the truth. Verse 2, Luke chapter 2, verse 52. Yes. And Jesus increased in wisdom and statute and in favor with God and man. Jesus knew how to cook. That's right. For those of you who want to air fry the world, Jesus didn't have an air fryer. He didn't have a microwave either. He knew how to fish. And in order to eat the fish, you have to descale it. So he knew how to clean fish. I know you think that everything just happened for him and he didn't have to do any of these normal things that humans do. You are wrong. Come out of fairyland, walk in the truth. Amen. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8. Oh, and by the way, on those postage stamps, and they have some some, uh, artists doing Madonna and Child, they didn't look like that either. Praise the Lord. (laughs) I'm just going to put it to you the way it is. He didn't look like that, and Mary didn't either. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8, though he were a son, yet he learned, yet learned he obedience things which he suffered. He had to learn to obey. So do you. It's not automatic. Yes, we must learn these things. Even though Jesus was God's son, yet he had to learn by experience what it means to obey God, and especially when obedience required suffering. Jesus developed a personal, intimate, reverential relationship 
with his heavenly father while on earth. He came to know his father, not just as some impersonal being somewhere up in the sky, but instead as his father who dwelt in him. And so should every child of Almighty God. And so should every child of Almighty God. The Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 27. The Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse, Father himself loveth you. The Father himself loveth you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Brother Bill, let's hear those testimonies. Praise the Lord, Pastor Sabrina. We have some awesome testimonies. Let's start with Dina. I really like this one. Praise God. Hallelujah. God's working it all out for our good. Praise you, Lord. He sure is. KK has a praise report. Straight days and nights of work, social functions, networking, events, and a conference. I thank and praise God for putting me in a new job that absolutely required me to change, mature, and develop. I used to be filled with anxiety, introverted, insecure, and antisocial. I have really enjoyed being warm, kind, caring, sociable, friendly, and extroverted. I have become genuinely interested in learning about others and happy to initiate conversation. On top of that, God had me break through at Art Basel, an international art fair filled with all kinds of people and all kinds of spirits. In the past, if during conversation I discovered that the person I was talking to was not a good business prospect, I would struggle to continue to fake interest. Now I enjoy talking to the person regardless and representing the Holy Spirit in me. Praise the Lord. What a change. He's changing all of us. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Amy Miller has a praise report. Only but God did we make it home safely yesterday. And I realized he, that is literally the truth no matter what because he holds our next breath in his hand. However, this trip made us so much more aware of God's protection. It's basically in the mountains with twisting and narrow roads, and we almost had a head-on collision when a truck came around a blind corner of a mountain road so narrow that it's just narrow enough for a single car, but God saved us from that. The truck immediately made correction and got over on their side before the last moment. On the way home, we had some technical difficulty with our phone's GPS, but God came through for us again, and we made it home on time safely. I thank God for both my grandchildren obeyed and coughed when I detached everyone's spirits from us on the way home. Praise God, Heavenly Father. I give you praise, glory, and honor due to your name. 
I want to give thanks to God, also our pastors, because they teach us in God's way to be strong, to trust and stay in faith in the Lord, and how to use the power of God in his word. That makes all the difference in our lives concerning life and death. Well, praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, praise you, praise you. AK has a praise report. Thank you, God, for giving me an exoneration for me, clearing my name of false accusations that held some serious punishment for me if I was found guilty. Thank you for helping me subdue my murderous feelings against those who who accuse me. Thank you for vindicating me against my enemies. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. D.C. Yes, yes, yes. Down with the murder. Up with Jesus. Yes. (laughs) Praise you, Lord. DCH has a praise report. Thank you, Jesus, for MW's healthy pregnancy and delivery of a boy. Thank you for the opportunity to spend time and have a great Thanksgiving with my relatives. Thank you for helping me sell some more items. Thank you for sending a friend who had a chainsaw to help me cut up some firewood and for having access to the wood. Thank you for providing the piece of concrete to use in the yard. Amen. Praise you, Lord Jesus. You've been busy there. Praise you, Lord. N.K. has a praise report. Praise God has answered my prayer. He allowed a situation to blow up and become beyond manageable, and that made a way for his healing love. Nothing can beat his love. Thank you, Father. Now, K.K. has a praise report. Our puppy is still learning not to bite. Last night, I got home after 10 p.m. after a long work dinner. The puppy was really happy to see me and accidentally bit a hole through my suit pants. In the past, I'd have been very uptight about my work clothes, but I'm really grateful for God for giving me the opportunity to handle it differently than I would have in the past. I wasn't bothered or angry. I didn't yell or cause stress in the home. I immediately forgave the dog, pet him, and went to greet my wife with love. Praise you, Lord Jesus. What a difference. Praise you, Lord. <laughs> Caitlin has Next a praise report. Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Praise you, Lord. Here's another one that'll excite you, Pastor. Caitlin has a praise report. I was selected student of the month from my civics teacher, and my grades have been all good this quarter. Thank you, Lord, for improving my school grades and helping me focus more in class, even with distractions around me. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, praise you for that. What a Caroline has a praise report. I'm so tickled. Oh, we've been praying for Sister Babs, who did uh, a five-day and a five-week, uh, reluctantly in ignorance, and on her groin and leg because of the COVID vaccine, the radiation they burned her up with, and it shocked because most people who did these treatments died. She had some pain, but is recovering, and she drove two hours to see me. Praise you, Lord. You're working on her. Bro has a praise. (laughs) 
for us as a praise report. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for hearing my prayers with my wife, with the manifestation and your favor and grace, helping me to find a misplaced set of keys and to get my vehicle's hood able to open. It was severely jammed on the surge pressure left by my oversight. Also, I want to I also thank you for one good report by my wife's dentist. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. What a wonderful praise report there. And Tiffany has a praise report. Pastor wants to inject prophecy something. Okay, see? Now God is helping people find misplaced keys. We're going to all come in agreement. For all the people who have misplaced keys in Jesus' name, every single saint in Miracle Outreach Ministries, we're coming together in agreement, asking God to reveal the location of the misplaced keys and returning them to the saint in Jesus' holy name. And everybody said amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise you, Lord. You just showed me what that And now Pastor's going to give an assignment. Now, I've got Sister Mealy, Pastor wants you to praise the Lord every single day for the rest of this week for everybody getting their keys back. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Oh, praise you, Lord. Tiffany has a praise report. Thank you, Lord, for your deliverance from witchcraft Monday night, a safe trip in the mountains, healing the kids, giving both Amy and I your grace in dealing with kids and your strength for the last fast. Thank you for always being there. Praise God forever and ever. And that's the end of the praise reports tonight, Pastor. Praise you, Lord Jesus. We just give you all the praise and all the glory. Praise you, Lord Praise you, praise you, Amen. Thank you, Lord. You're good to us. Thank you, Brother Bill. Praise God. See, saints, God. Oh, I forgot to tell mine. Okay. Thank you, Lord. I forgot that. Well, it went this way. It was a computer issue again. And you know, Pastor doesn't like having a problem with the computer. It's not her favorite thing. So I was looking for something on the web, couldn't find it. And I know that it's on the Internet. I already know it. So I got this tip from a doctor that I was listening to one day. So I I decided to use the tip. And I went to Google Chrome, and I changed my search engine. I went to Google Chrome, and I went to DuckDuckGo. And I attached DuckDuckGo through their connection to Google Chrome. So now every time when I click on Google Chrome, the actual search engine is DuckDuckGo. Why? Because they'll show me the whole Internet, not just the parts that Google will show you. You know, Google censors everything they can censor. 
What you see when Google is your search engine is what they want you to see. You know, it's money involved, and you know how that works. So there are things out there to be known and seen and discovered that you don't get to know and see because those people don't have big bucks. Amen. So I was looking for this lady in Jacksonville that's a bookkeeper. And I know the ladies on the Internet. I just knew it. I knew it. And I said, God, why can't I find her? Why? And so I decided to use the tip I got from that doctor. No, he didn't tell me a pill to take. That's not how that went. He gave me some information, and I decided to put it to good use. And sure enough, I found the lady. I said, thank you, Lord. Whatever I need, you will supply it. Whatever I need, you will supply it. Well, after that, there was this long situation. I won't drag it all out, but I had to make eight phone calls yesterday because I wanted to get certain things done on my computer. And they took, sent me from this person to this person to this person to this person to this person. This went on all day. It started at about 11 o'clock in the morning, and it didn't end till almost 10 o'clock last night. And I had every opportunity to become 100% frustrated with the whole situation. But I began to plead the blood of Jesus over myself, first of all. And then I began to just lean on the Lord for the patience that I needed to persevere. Well, toward the end of the night, I ended up finally talking to a supervisor and filing a complaint. And I got up and went to bed and said, never mind this. I've already given it to the Lord. I'm going to sleep. Well, I did. I woke up this morning not quite happy about everything, and I talked to the Lord about that, and we decided on a different course of action, which I implemented today, and everything's perfect now. But you see, saints, sometimes we have to press through the battle. Yes, God is with us. Yes, he'll, he'll do what we ask him to do, but we actually have to press through the difficulty. We have to use our faith going through the difficulty. I had to call this one, then this one, and the devil kept hindering. And that meant I couldn't quit. I had to continue until I got to a successful completion. Some of us quit ahead of time. That's right. Some of us run into headwinds. And we decide, well, this can't be the will of God because of the difficulty, because of the opposition, but that's wrong. That's wrong. We get our instructions from heaven, not from the adversity. All day long, I had opposition. I talked to eight different people. Opposition after opposition after opposition after opposition, 
and I had to stay in faith the whole time. I know God is on my side. And some of us, after about the third uh, whirl of the headwinds, we want to just throw our hands up and say, well, this ain't God. What am I supposed to do? And No, I just kept pressing. I kept calling back, and I kept calling back, and I kept calling back all day long. That is not what I had planned to do with my day. But it's what happened. So I had to go with the flow. But I had to win by the end. I think you understand the message. Some people get out there in the middle of the ocean and they want to quit paddling. But it doesn't work that way. You have to keep on till you reach shore. You have to learn to be persistent in faith. You have to learn how not to quit. Amen? Amen. So we're growing. God is blessing us. We have wonderful testimonies, and we thank the Lord for it. You know, sometimes we have difficulties, and we don't want to do but so much about it. Well, that's not Jesus. Jesus had difficulties, but he got up every day dealing with those Pharisees, Sadducees, and whatever else you could see. It's a nonstop, I love you, Lord, let's keep going. Amen? Amen. Let's go to our guest, Colin, and see who wants prayer tonight. Amen? Area code 706, you're on the air in Jesus' name. Hi, Sister Sabrina. Uh, Hi. This, this is Annette. My son, uh, you had a deliverance service for my son, Willie, PJ, mm-hmm. and there was a lizard that came into my house. And after that lizard came into my house, like he totally changed. He was doing really well. But today I came back home from my mom. He seems to be better today. So mm-hmm. I want prayer for him. Okay, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, that was not an ordinary lizard. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we take authority, dominion, and power in the name of Jesus Christ over that lizard and whoever sent it in Jesus' name. It came with supernatural demonic power. We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind its assignment in the name of Jesus We bind the intent, and we return it from wherever it came from, in Jesus' name, according to the covenant. We thank you, and we give you praise. We close every open door to the enemy, and we plead the blood of Jesus over the Son. No weapon formed against him shall be able to prosper. We bind the work of the wizard. Thank you. 
We bind the work of the wizard. We bind the work of the wizard. We bind ancestral witchcraft. We bind ancestral witchcraft in Jesus' name. Oh, yeah, they all could talk. Father, we thank you for burning up the works of the evil one in your holy fire. Our God is an all-consuming fire. You've given us power over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt us. Those spirits that attack him, I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. I command you to come out of him in the name of Jesus and go back where you came from in Jesus' name. Go back now. Go back now. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Go back now, in Jesus' name. Go back now. Come out of his vessel now, in the name of Jesus. Come out of the mind. Come out of the mind. Come out of the mind. You're bound in Jesus' name. Come out of the mind. Come out of the mind. Send prayer. Come out of the mind. 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 We bind confusion in the name of Jesus Christ. God is not the author of confusion. We release the peace of God in its place. Come out of the mind. Witchcraft works in the mind. We bind the rebellion in his life. We bind the rebellion in his mind, in his life, and in his heart, and in his spirit, in Jesus' name. Lord, use this to turn him around. Yet we snatch him back from the enemy in Jesus' name. Rebellion and rejection of you and your ways 
We bind it up in the name of Jesus. You know what young people do not understand is that when you reject God and his ways, there's nothing else for you to get but the devil. Jesus. There's nothing else. That's it. It's either God or the devil. There's no in-between. Jesus. You can't turn your nose up at the things of God and think you're not open me and pray for the devil. You are, and you just open the door with your attitude. Jesus. You know there's this old song uh, somebody, I don't remember who this is, used to sing about you're going to serve somebody. Whether it Jesus. be the devil or it be the Lord, you're going to serve somebody. Right. You're going to serve somebody. So Amen. you can't afford to be flippant and arrogant and ignorant and proud and haughty and rejecting of the things of God. Jesus. Because first of all, the Holy Spirit is bringing these things to you to convict you, to convince you. And when you push the Holy Spirit away, what spirit do you think is left? It's just the enemy. Jesus. When you reject God, you get the devil. Amen. 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 So, Father, we remit his sin in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for your mercy and grace being released in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank, thank you, Father. Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. God amen bless and amen. God bless you. Rejoice thank you so much. Get up and spend some time praising the Lord. I will. Hallelujah. He's praising. Thank you. I will. Your praise stills the avenger. Jesus. See? They're reinforcing devils that are going to want to come after a while when they figure you done calmed down. But, no, you keep praising the Lord like your breath depends on it. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. We love you. Love you, too. God bless. God bless you, too, and have a good night. You, too. Amen. Praise the Lord. Saints, we got to love God. Amen. We have to love the Lord. Area code 770, you're on the air live in Jesus' name. Hello? Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm fine. How can we help you? Oh, good. Um, I just called for, first I want to praise the Lord. Um. For his grace and his mercy and everything he's done, I want to thank you for your prayers, um, you know, for my family, my mom, uh, myself, and my daughters. Um, God has been good. I have not been walking in the way of the Lord, you know, for a while. You know, I've been okay, you know, still still growing. But I appreciate your prayers, and I'm also thankful to the Lord for his mercy. Um, I'm just, you know, praying for strength. To just grow in him Um, Also asking for prayer for my daughter Who is um, considering re-enlisting in the military Because her contract is up She's in it now And at first she said she was going to stop and come home 
And um, I'm praying she doesn't reenlist because it's like her environment, it has been very detrimental to her relationship, you know, with God and, you know, kind of stayed on the right path. Plus, she and her sister had a, a number of uh, issues, um, you know, that kind of surfaced that has affected their way a little bit. So for both of my daughters, they really need prayer and myself. All right. Saints, time to pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Lord. Father, we ask you to reestablish your authority in this family. Come on out in the name of Jesus. Deep breath and call. Deep breath and call. All rebellion, you're bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Come up and out in the name of Jesus Christ. To know to do right and to do it not is sin. Bound in Jesus' name. Come on out. Come on out. Failure to obey God is still sin. Failure to be zealous to repent is still sin. Failure to follow God fully with all of your heart and soul, mind, and strength is still sin. You got some more repenting to do. The Lord says you got plenty of repenting to do. You can't hand him a gloss over. You know, oh, Lord, forgive me of all my sin. No, you need to get specific. You did specific. You did continual specific. And your repentance has got to go along with that. All of those evil altars that you allowed to be built in your life must be completely torn down. And just as the patriarchs did, you have to build a righteous altar before the Lord in your life. Amen? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, we yes, lift the daughter of Insha Rukusata. Rike de la brusha da la brusha de Dio sola de Dio tiata. Reza da Dio sola de Dio sola de brusha de Dio de la brusha de Dio de Dio de Kutoro Bro. Ruko de la brusha da la brusha de Dio de la brusha de Amen. Father, we thank you that the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. So we thank you for each of their steps and paths being ordered by you and that they will humble themselves, Father, and follow your direction. They will clearly hear and know your direction and your plan for their lives and follow that in Jesus' name. And everyone else in the family will submit to the will of God in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, you know, parents and aunts and godparents and this one and that one, oh, God, I don't want Johnny to do this. Oh, God, no. First of all, the child belongs to God. That's first and foremost. She belongs to God. He orders her steps. You need to trust God more. 
I you think. need to encourage her to hear from the Lord and do what he tells her to do. And your opinion needs to come subject to the will of God. Yes, Amen? Yes. Amen. Yes. Praise say, the Lord. May I say something? Yes, you may. Okay, so I know, like, my issue is, like, I need help with, and it's not me trying to be intentionally um, rebellious. Like, I, like, had developed, like, during my course of being out there, like, drinking, like, wine and things, and that's my downfall. And so I need help with that. It's not, I'm not, like, wanting to be rebellious. It's just, you know, I I need deliverance. And I, I admit mm-hmm. that and I repent. I want to do every, I really, I had been doing good and then I slipped and, and I'm not going to say slipped, you know, it was wrong. Like you said, I'm, I'm not going to call God a liar. I, I just made, you know, a bad choice. And the next thing you know, I'm like digressing. And that's not what I want, Dr. Sabrina. I really truly want the Lord. I want to be back the right way. And it is, it just seems as like I could easily be stressed the day or something, and next thing you know, I'm, I did it. And, you know, I don't want that in my life. I don't want to just please God at all. All right. Well, first of all, you need to keep your money in your wallet and stop buying the stuff. Amen. I know. I'll, I'll throw it away, and then I'll get it again. Like, I'll throw it away. And so I, I just. No, ma'am, you need to stop making the purchase to begin with. You're right. See, you have the ability. See, God gave everybody a free will. And with your free will, you make choices. And you are aware of what your choices are and some of the consequences of your choice. God has given you enough strength to make the right choice, but you must choose it. He'll come in and deliver you, but you have to consistently make the right choice. Yes. You see, the wine is still your friend. It's not your enemy yet. You may not want it in your life, and you may not like the consequences. But you see, it's still your friend. And it's not until it stops being your friend that you'll finally really be at the place that you can get the deliverance you need. Oh, we can buy well, the not, devil, and I, we will. Yeah. But you mm-hmm. are required to make the righteous choice. It's yes, an yeah. act of your will. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, the Lord says he's requiring you to make the righteous choices. See, he's right there with you. It's not like you can't get help. His name is Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's the blood of Jesus and all the other things that you already know. When you're standing there in that moment and feeling weak, you can call on the name, and you know you can, but you don't do it. Amen. 
Amen. I can't deny anything. I would, you know, I need, I, I need to do better, and I, I am going to do better. Mhm. Well, the Lord is watching. He's right there with you, and He's telling me that you have to make the choice first. He's not gonna let me yes. pray anything extra. I, I agree. Yes, ma'am. All right. So you know how to okay. fast. You know how to fast and seek the Lord. I don't have to give you instructions. You know how to put you know, your flesh down. I, I do. It just seems like it's like so hard. Like I like I can't like That's I have this thing. You made it hard for yourself by the choices you made. Hard or not, you gotta do it. So how do I hard um you just do it. You just dig in and do it. It comes out of your commitment and love for Jesus. You dig in and you do what must be done. Because if you don't, you know where you're going to end up. No matter how hard it gets, there's power in the name of Jesus. If you got to sing that song to yourself till that's all you know how to sing, you will do it. You will do what you have to do. It's not like God packed up and went to the moon. He didn't. He's right there. But he's requiring you to stop giving him alibis. Yes, it's hard, but you can do it. His grace is sufficient for you. Yes. And I know it's the enemy to try to make like I'm alone, you know, like he's not, like he's not there. And I've had a lot of pressures and I just, you know, I haven't seen him and that's not, that's a sin. And I repent of that. Thank you. Are you playing the word in your home and in your car and everywhere you go? Yes, I've been playing it um, throughout the day. I work at home, so I don't, go, you know, drive out a lot. And when I do drive, I am, you know, like playing, um, you know, write just the word or, you know, spiritual music. Mm-hmm. No, play the scriptures, the King James Version of the Bible. If you're not playing that, play blood song. Okay. You got to press this battle. I, I, I know. It's, 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 I hate, I was talking to the Lord today. I was just saying, Lord, I hate the things, because there were things that I had never done in my whole life, you know, until I went through this change the past few years, and I hate that, you know, I opened the door to those things that, you know, the enemy is trying to, you know, keep me bound in. Well, the enemy can't keep you bound. He can't. Regardless of how hard he tries, he can't do that. But you have to decide to be free. Yes. Amen. Father, we thank you for the grace. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your blessing. And we give you the praise, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. We love you. We'll be praying for you. Put your prayer requests in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. Amen. Good night. Amen. Area code 250. You're on the air in the name of Jesus. Hi, Pastor. My my mom and Hi. my mom and I, 
Hi, my mom and I are here and um just listening. And All right. um yeah. I I was just wondering, does the same thing apply to me as the last caller? Well, we're not gonna talk about that right now. We're just gonna thank God okay. that you're listening and paying attention and that the word is going in, right? Right? Yeah. We're going to thank the Lord. We're going to praise him, and we're going to honor him with our lives, right? Right. Amen. Okay. We're in agreement. We love you. Talk to you later. <laughs> love you, Love you, too, dear. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, saints, praise God. Where did I put this, Lord? Okay. It's time for us to get on with what we have to do. There we are. Uh-huh. All right. Praise the Lord. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. While political correctness may disguise as a form of politeness and civility, It's a type of language control and groupthink now dominating the Western world. An Australian educator and commentator, Kevin Donnelly, argues in his latest book, The Dictionary of Woke, published in September. Donnelly, one of Australia's leading conservative public intellectuals, said that the political correctness poses and foundations of Western civilization including concepts like freedom of expression and religious freedom. In the U.K., Europe, the U.S., Canada, Australia, or New Zealand, not a week goes by without yet another example of books being banned, ideas being censored, the past being rewritten, statues being demolished, and authors and academics being vilified publicly and publicly shamed, he wrote. We have entered an Orwellian world like 1984 where Big Brother and the party control how citizens think and where anyone who questions the thought police is victimized, punished, and silenced. Those defending political correctness, which is now rebadged as being woke, argued it could pressure people to treat others with fairness and respect. However, Donnelly said they usually ignore the fact that according to the Human Freedom Index 2020, published by the Cato and Fraser Institutes, Western nations, including the Five Eyes Nation, are considered the freest based on characteristics such as the rule of law, personal security and freedom of movement, speech, religion, and assembly. While PC pretends to be about overcoming disadvantage and promoting equity and freedom, the reality is it is underpinned by radical cultural left ideology that can be traced back to neo-Marxism and the emergence of critical theory, he wrote. Critical theory aims to overthrow the status quo, whether freeing those believed to be oppressed by capitalism, racism, sexism or a binary sense of gender and commence a new era of so-called equality and freedom for all. 
While neo-Marxism, another name for cultural Marxism, proposes a silent and steady subversion of society, eventually eroding the economy, social structures, and moral fabric, as opposed to the traditional Marxist theory, which promotes the use of violence to take control. In the West, where the prosperity and freedom that people experience means there's little chance of disaffecting using violence to take control, the focus of the revolution shifted from the economy to what has become known as the culture wars, Donnelly argued. This primarily manifests as a sweeping as the sweeping cultural changes of the 1960s such as the counterculture movement the hippie the emergence of radical feminism the anti-war movement and the sexual revolution brought about by the birth control pill or dionysian culture of immediate physical gratification the end result was long-held accepted beliefs and institutions were attacked and undermined the author noted Due to the dominant literary texts were, are critiqued in terms of power relationships associated with gender, ethnicity, and class. And history tends to ignore the grand narrative associated with the rise and evolution of Western civilization, he argued in his book. In schools and universities, as a result of neo-Marxist-inspired critical race and post-colonial theories, Students are taught Western societies are inherently racist. There is nothing beneficial about Western civilization, and if they are white, told they must atone for past crimes committed against people of color, including exploitation, cruelty, slavery, dispossession, and genocide. Such is the insidious and dangerous impact of critical race theory on schools, American parents, are orchestrating campaigns such as state governments are now legislating to ensure a balanced and impartial curriculum. Some examples of literary classics being canceled or condemned, he wrote, include Huckleberry Finn, using the the N-word, To Kill a Mockingbird, promoting white savior complex, Moby Dick, environmental damage of killing whales, and the Lord of the Flies, all characters are white, male, and privileged. Children's stories are also subject to cancel culture with victims including Thomas the Tank Engine, enforcing capitalist hierarchy, Little Black Sambo, racism, Sleeping Beauty, heteronormativity, and non-consensual sex. And the fairway tree, no assertive roles for girls. Under the influence of woke ideology in Australia, students are presented with a sanitized picture of indigenous histories and cultures. Meanwhile, the dark side of Western civilization, such as slavery and the stolen generation, is emphasized, and the impact and significance of geo. Judeo-Christianity are treated in a superficial and fragmented fashion. This is despite Australia owing much to Western civilization and Judeo-Christianity, the author said. Cultural relativism and identity politics prevail, ignoring the reality 
that Australia's political and legal institutions and much of our language, literature, music, and art are inherited from Europe and Ireland and the United Kingdom. While the numbers are diminishing, it is also true Christianity in Australia's mainstream is Australia's mainstream religion and the nation's political and legal institutions and a way of life are indebted to Christianity. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask for adjudications concerning this situation worldwide from the righteous judge himself, and we thank you for it. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning two regional governing bodies of the United Methodist Church in Texas over the weekend finalized the split of 439 congregations from the denomination. The Northwest Texas Conference in Lubbock, encompassing Lubbock to the Panhandle, granted approval for 145 of its 200 churches to disaffiliate on Saturday. In Houston, during a separate session in the same day, the Texas Annual Conference, which covers Houston and East Texas, approved the departure of 294 churches. There are four regional governing bodies of the United Methodist Church in the state of Texas. The church departures come after decades of discord at the national level that came to a head in 2019 when the General Conference voted to uphold the the denomination's statements on homosexuality by narrowly passing the traditional plan in a vote of 438 to 384. The General Conference, made up of an equal number of clergy and laity, is the highest legislative body of the United Methodist Church. The traditional plan did not change the church's longtime doctrine on homosexuality. Homosexuals may not be ordained as clergy, according to the United Methodist Church Book of Discipline. Clergy is banned from performing same-sex marriage ceremonies, and the church is not permitted to use funds to promote sexuality or to violate its commitment, not to reject or condemn lesbian and gay members in France. There's always going to be misinformation out there. Currently, the United Methodist Church is not changing any of its doctrine or policies until a vote is taken at the next general conference, which will not be held until 2024. The Reverend Kimberly Carney of Fairwood United Methodist Church in Tyler told the news in September. Fairwood said its plans to remain it, it plans to remain in the denomination. It's not known if the church will change its statements on homosexuality at the next general conference. They are not exiting because of a disagreement with the United Methodist Church policies on homosexuality, but rather the unrest for those disregarding the doctrine. It's not the denominational structure that troubles us. It's what's happening across the denomination that is contrary to what we see as solid biblical teaching, said Jeff Gage, senior pastor at Lane's Chapel, United Methodist Church in Tyler. Part of this decision is homosexual marriage, and there are many who want to celebrate homosexual marriage within our churches and that pastors will officiate on in those services, he said. But for those of us whom 
we see that that is not marriage blessed by God, we know we're not going to do that. Congregations wishing to depart are required to complete the seven-step UMC disaffiliation process to retain their properties and assets as outlined by a 2019 ruling. includes reaching a two-thirds majority vote as well as paying two-thirds two years of apportionments to the United Methodist Church and any unfunded pension liability. Last month, Whitechapel's United Methodist Church in South Lake congregation also voted in favor of leaving the denomination. Whitechapel is part of the Central Texas Conference. After long months of prayer, discernment, and conversation, tonight our church voted by an overwhelming majority, 9.36, 93.6% to disaffiliate from the United Methodist Church. Co-pastors John McKellar and Todd Renner wrote on uh, November 7th in an update on the church's website. In total, 2,505 members voted, 2,338 for disaffiliation and 160 against with seven abstaining. Larry Duggins, executive pastor for Ecclesial Affairs at Whitechapel Church said that it agrees with the UMC doctrine on homosexuality, but it wasn't the only reason the church is leaving. While homosexuality is presenting issue with Whitechapel, it is not the sole reason for the decision to leave. Other things that come into our play is we feel that UMC has a hefty bureaucracy. Duggan said the local church wants to have greater control over its finances and the missions it serves. The current rulings in place regarding disaffiliation make it financially advantageous for a congregation to act now. Whiteful is looking forward to having greater control over its assets and denominational expenses to be able to direct money dollars into the local, regional, and international mission, he said. In September, the Central Texas Conference which includes Fort Worth, approved the disaffiliation of 81 churches. White's Chapel, along with several more, started the process of leaving in June. Its departure will be approved at the annual session in June 2023, with with finalization expected by August. More than 50 churches belonging to the North Texas Conference, which encompasses Dallas, have started their disaffiliation process according to to the news, of those, only six have voted to leave and 10 decided to remain with UMC before taking a vote. A special session will be held in March to vote on the disaffiliation of churches in the North Texas Conference. Father, we thank you, and we thank the righteous judge for his adjudications in those matters. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge The Supreme Court seemed receptive December 5th to the arguments of a Christian website designer who says Colorado's law requiring her to create websites to celebrate weddings infringes on her constitutional rights. Although the Supreme Court has become increasingly protective of religious freedoms in recent years, those on the left say the court's embrace of religious freedoms is coming at the expense of the LGBT community. The case is 303 Creative LLC versus 
Alina's Court File 21-476. The respondent, Aubrey, is being sued in her official capacity as director of the Colorado Civil Rights Division. At the hearing, the Biden administration, represented by Deputy U.S. Solicitor General Brian Fletcher, argued in support of the Colorado law. Left-wing activists have been targeting bakers for years for political purposes, asking Christian confectioners opposed to same-sex marriage to bake wedding cakes for gay marriage celebrations. When the bakers refuse to make the cakes, these activists sue under anti-discrimination laws, hoping to secure favorable legal precedent. In the Masterpiece Cake Shop versus Colorado Civil Rights Commission 2018, the Supreme Court sided with Human Rights Commission, sided, wait a minute, sided with Jack Phillips, a Christian baker whom a gay couple had asked to create a custom cake to celebrate their union, finding a state human rights commission had violated his First Amendment right to free exercise of religion. But in the case at hand, artist and website designer Lori Smith is being singled out by the same Colorado Human Rights Commission because based on her religious faith, she doesn't support non-traditional marriage. Smith has said she will design custom websites for anyone, including those who identify as LGBT, so long as their message doesn't conflict with her religious views. This means that she won't promote messages that condone violence or encourage sexual immorality, abortion, or same-sex marriage. When clients want such messages expressed, Smith refers them to other website designers. Smith took action when she discovered she was forbidden under the Colorado Anti-Discrimination Act to post a statement online explaining what content she was and wasn't willing to create. Smith's attorney, Christian Wagoner of the Alliance Defending Freedom, told the justices during oral arguments on December 5th that Smith blends art with technology to create custom messages using words and graphics. She serves all people deciding what to create based on the message, not who requests it. But Colorado declares her speech a public accommodation and insists that she create and speak messages that violate her conscience, she said, adding that this court rejects such government-compelled speech. Colorado argues this case is just about a sale, but that's wrong because the state here forces Ms. Smith to create speech, not simply sell it. Under Colorado's theory, jurisdictions could force a Democrat publicist to write a Republican's press release, Wagoner said. If the government may not force motorists to display a motto, school children to say a pledge, or parades to include banners, Colorado may not force Ms. Smith to create and speak messages on pain of investigation, fine, and re-education. The three liberal justices took on Wagner early in the hearing. Justice Elena Kagan suggested ideas weren't involved in making wedding websites. Where's her brain? Such sites are not particularly ideological, not particularly religious, and not particularly anything. 
There's no scripture. There's no ideology. So there's nothing, the justice said. Wagner pushed back saying there is ideology. And this court has already recognized that there is ideology and different views on marriage, Kagan replied. You're saying Smith can refuse because there's ideology just in the fact that it's Mike and Harry and there's a picture of these two guys together. That is speech, Wagner said. Justice Sotomayor said Smith was embracing discrimination the way a hypothetical luncheonette might give gay couples a limited menu, not a full menu. Sotomayor told Colorado Solicitor General Eric Olson that ruling in favor of Smith would be the first time in the court's history that it would say that a business open to the public could refuse to serve a a customer based on race, sex, religion, or sexual orientation. Justice Brown, Brown Jackson wondered if a photographer who tried to recreate the atmosphere of the classic movie It's a Wonderful Life would be able to exclude black children in a photo featuring a shopping mall Santa Claus. Okay, Lord, we need to pray for her. Justice Justice Samuel Alito came up with a hypothetical in which a black Santa Claus would be able to refuse a photo with a child dressed in a Ku Klux Klan outfit. Olson said Colorado's law imposed only a light burden on business people like Smith. The law targets only commercial conduct of discriminatory sales and its effect on expression is most incidental, he said. The company can choose to sell websites that only feature biblical quotes describing a marriage between a man and a woman, just like a Christmas store can choose to sell only Christmas-related items, Olson said. But it cannot refuse to serve gay couples, as it seeks to do here, just as the Christmas store cannot announce no Jews allowed. Giving people like Smith a license to discriminate would empower all businesses that offer what they believe to be expressive services, from architects to photographers to consultants to refuse service to customers because of their disability, sexual orientation, religion, or race. Justice Neil Gorsh suggested to Olson that the Colorado law enforced a kind of thought control. Phillips of Masterpiece Cake Shop had to go through a re-education training program pursuant to Colorado law. Did he not, Mr. Olson? Olson bristled at the characterization, saying Phillips went through a process that ensured he was familiar with before being cut off by Gorsh. It was a re-education program, right, Gorsh said. It was not a re-education program, Olson replied. What do you call it, Gorsh said. It was a process to make sure he was familiar with Colorado law, Olson said. Someone might be excused for calling that a re-education program, Gorsh replied. Alito also told Olson a victory for Colorado would be a win for forced speech, something the Constitution frowns upon. Under the Colorado law, can people be forced to write vows or speeches that espouse things they loathe, the justice said. Thank you, Father, for the adjudication of the righteous judge in Jesus' name. 
We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning officials from the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security recently met with major social media companies ahead of the 2020 election and pointed out users and pieces of content for removal according to information from a deposition of a senior FBI agent revealed by a state attorney general. We found that the FBI plays a big role in working with social media companies to censor speech. Hmm, no joke. From weekly meetings with social media companies ahead of the 2020 election to to ask for account takedown, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt said in a series of tweets on December 2nd. Three days after disposing Special Agent Elvis Chan, who's in charge of cyber affairs at the FBI's San Francisco field office, Chan has been given major social media companies warnings that have led them to censor information about a laptop belonging to Hunter Biden, son of President Joe Biden, shortly before the election that put Biden in office, according to a lawsuit against the Biden administration led by Schmidt and Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry. The laptop contained information about the younger Biden's overseas dealings that appeared to indicate attempts to sell access to his father, who at the time was vice president. The suit alleges the administration violated the First Amendment by influencing social media to censor speech, including the laptop story. Some survey data suggests Biden might have lost the election if his voters were aware of the information. Chan testified that he and officials from the FBI's Foreign Influence Task Force and the DHS's Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency were meeting social media officials on a quarterly, then monthly, and finally weekly basis as the election approached, Schmidt said in his tweets. Chan stated that the FBI regularly sent social media companies lists of URLs and social media accounts that should be taken down because they were disinformation from malign foreign influence operations, Schmidt said, adding that on many occasions the platforms took down the accounts flagged by the FBI. The FBI defended itself by suggesting it was merely providing the companies with information about who's doing the talking on their platforms. The FBI regularly engages with private sector entities to provide information specific to identify foreign, malign, influence, actors, subversive, undeclared, covert, or criminal activities, the Bureau said in a statement to Fox News. Hmm. Not only that, they provide information against people who don't agree with them. But they didn't want to tell that part, you know, saints. They always, you know how the devil is. He doesn't tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. It is not based on the content of any of your narrative. Ha, ha, ha. Yet the companies that there could potentially be a Russian hack and leak operation shortly before the election, Schmidt said. Mm-hmm. Chan also referred to the operation as a hack and dump. An unnamed source in Schmidt's office told Fox News, 
on information and belief, the FBI's reference to dump of information was a specific reference to the contents of Hunter Biden's laptop, which was already in the FBI's possession, the suit says. The FBI argued the tech companies are censoring the content of their own accord. Private sector entities independently make decisions about what, if any, action they take on their platforms and for their customers after the FBI has notified them, its statement said. The deposition, however, indicated that the FBI saw to it that its censorship suggestions were acted upon. After flagging some links and accounts, the FBI then inquired whether the platforms have been taken da- have taken down the content, Schmidt said in the tweet. There's also evidence that the companies felt compelled to act on the takedown request because they're coming from the FBI. If the FBI, if they comes, we need to be on guard about something, then I want to take that serious, Mark Zuckerberg, the chief executive of Meta. Facebook's parent company, said during an August interview with podcast Joe host Joe Rogan, the FBI told Facebook ahead of the election to be on high alert regarding something similar to Russian propaganda ahead of the 2016 election, Zuckerberg said. But that's about to be some kind of dump. That's similar to that, so just be vigilant, he recounted the FBI messages saying. Facebook then suppressed the Biden laptop story. Zuckerberg said he couldn't remember if the FBI flagged the story specifically, but said it basically fit the pattern the FBI had identified. Meanwhile, Twitter suppressed the story under its policy under hacked information. Even though there was no evidence the information was hacked, there was some confusion among Twitter leadership on how the suppression was justified according to internal Twitter communications obtained by independent journalist Matt Tabby. I support the conclusion that we need more facts to assess whether the materials were hacked. Twitter's then Deputy General Counsel James Baker, the former General Counsel for the FBI, said in an internal communication. At this stage, however, it is reasonable for us to assume that they may have been and that caution is warranted. Chan's deposition was ordered last month by federal district judge Terry Doughty, a Trump appointee. Chan played a critical role for the FBI in coordinating with social media platforms related to censorship. The order meant to signify victory for Schmidt and Landry. Since filing our lawsuit, we've uncovered troves of discovery that show a massive censorship enterprise, Schmidt said in a statement. Now we're disposing top government officials, and we're one of the first to get a hook under the hood. The information we've uncovered through those depositions has been shocking, to say the least. It's clear from Tuesday's deposition that the FBI has an extremely close role in working to censor freedom of speech. Stay tuned, Landry added. Americans should be angered that during the 2020 election cycle, federal agencies peddled information that has since been disproven. Additionally, agencies like the FBI contacted social media platforms to censor free speech to protect us from disinformation. 
This case is just one of the many steps we have taken to stand up for the First Amendment rights of our citizens. No American should be censored by the government. We thank you, Father, for the adjudications of the righteous judge, and we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning proposals for Democrats' omnibus spending bill to fund the government would grant millions to left-wing organizations and institutions. Every year, Congress must pass legislation to set spending levels. Failure to do so can result in a government shutdown, an outcome that costs the economy millions. To avert shutdowns, lawmakers have two options, to pass a so-called continuing resolution, which carries over spending levels set out in the previous year's spending package, or to pass a new omnibus spending package. Often these omnibus bills are used as vehicles for lawmakers to allocate taxpayer funds. Notice they're not spending their money, they're spending ours, okay? To allocate taxpayer funds to causes, issues, and organizations they consider important. Democrats' proposal for the fiscal year 2023 budget is no different. Democrats' proposals for this year's spending bills include millions of dollars in earmarks for left-wing groups and causes on the taxpayer's dime, analysis by the Heritage Foundation found. Organizations focused on racial, sexual, and gender issues stand to win big from the appropriations bill if passed. For instance, the bill would grant $1 million to Zora's House, an Ohio-based nonprofit that describes itself as a sanctuary for women and gender-expansive people of color to dream, connect, and create, to shine bright and inspire change. In the same strain, Zora's House calls itself a community for women and non-binary people of color committed to transforming themselves and the world around them. Even more is granted to the American LGBTQ plus museum. Mm -hmm. A New York City museum, $3 million. Now think about it. You got to go buy gas. You got to buy groceries. And on and on it goes. And we're going to spend $3 million on a museum. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. We're going to talk to the righteous judge, and he's going to do what he does. The so-called museum, while it has plans to open physical locations at an unspecified future date, uh-huh, currently operates entirely online. In the years to come, our plan is to create a physical space in New York City, one that is vibrant and welcoming both visually and cognitively, for the entire LGBTQ community. Now, folks, the LGBTQ community is about 2 to 3% of the population. Okay? Let's talk about that. Think about it. The organization wrote in its first blog post on its website, according to its mission statement, the American LGBTQ plus museum, preserves, investigates, and celebrates the dynamic histories 
and cultures of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer people, as well as those of the emergent and adjacent identities among our communities. Using exhibitions and programs, we seek to advance LGBTQ plus equality through the lens of social justice movements, including but not limited to race, gender, class, immigration, and disability. In a line reminiscent of the rhetoric Karl Marx and his adherents, the museum writes, we envision a world in which all people work toward and experience the joy of liberation. Well, I find that in Jesus Christ, not in a museum. The bill would grant another $477,000 Quitty Institute, a Rhode Island-based nonprofit dedicated to developing and implementing innovative solutions for building more diverse, equitable, and inclusive learning and professional environments. Now, Saints, in case you have forgotten, we have a national debt that's in the trillion. Uh-huh. We envision an anti-racist education system that recognizes identity and human connection as central to the process of teaching and learning where all young people build the knowledge and skills they need to thrive in the world, the group writes in its mission statement. Specifically, the group works directly with schools, organizations. Well, we've already had that with the drag queens in the library, and et cetera, et cetera, and et cetera. I'm glad my grandmother's gone on to be with Jesus. She wouldn't have responded positively to this and communities to develop and implement anti-racist strategies to advance equitable learning outcomes for all students. Email press release, the Heritage Foundation dismissed the organization as one form to indoctrinate teachers with left-wing ideology. The appropriations don't end there. An additional $2.4 million would be granted to San Diego Community College. Half of this funding is set to go to LBG, LGBTQIA plus pride centers, while the other half is appropriated for DREAMer resource centers. DREAMer is a term used to refer to those protected by President Barack Obama's controversial Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, or DACA program which, by the way, is actually illegal. Through the measure, though the measure remains in place, DREAMers are legally considered illegal aliens, and Republicans have long sought to end the program, undertaken via executive action rather than through Congress. You know, there's this dangerous thing when you decide you want to circumvent the rule of law. It's dangerous. It's a dangerous practice. Amen? The $1.2 million granted for the Dreamers, Dreamer Resource Centers then would mean using taxpayer dollars fund organizations helping those in contravention of federal law. Heritage also pointed to several silly and absurd earmarks, including in the bill. $2 million for the Great Blacks in Wax Museum in Baltimore. Seriously? With all the problems that Baltimore has, you're going to give them a wax museum? Okay. 
and 1.1 million solar array in Kirkland, Washington, one of the least sunny places in the country, and 1.6 million for the Leahy Center for Lake Champlain, named after outgoing President Pro Temper Patrick Leahy, who requested the earmark himself. Additionally, spending bill would grant $3 million for water infrastructure in a part of Alaska that is so sparsely populated that the $3 million appropriation is, equip- is the equivalent of 44000 per resident. David Ditch, a senior policy analyst for Heritage, discussed the proposed earmarks in an interview. And he emphasized that these are not merely cherry-picked radical proposals, but are instead proposals that have already gotten the approval of the House Appropriations Committee. I want to specify that there are a larger number of proposals or requests that are made by members, Ditch said. These are the ones that have made it through sort of the cutting room floor and have been approved by the Appropriations Committee. Really? Well, there you have it, Saints. Father, we thank you for the adjudications of the righteous judge in every case. And we thank you, Lord, for Brother Marshall coming forth to pray concerning these adjudications that we present before you tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for your extraordinary, extraordinary grace that we're here for such a time as this. You said you want us to do all things without murmuring and complaining. Sometimes it's a little bit of a challenge. You said to rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. But, Father, we know that you really don't like it when um, there are people that have um, Satan's agenda as, as they're kind of hiding under some different things, but it really is Satan's agenda, Father God. So, Father, you know what's going on a whole lot better than even Dr. Sabrina knows, and she knows a lot. She, she's uncovered a lot, and we thank you for hearing these prayers, even as we pray that you would expose what the enemy's been up to, Father God. And we thank you for the different people standing up to bring these things to light, Father God, including the attorneys general from Missouri and Louisiana, and we thank you for the people from the Heritage Foundation weighing in to give their opinion. But we thank you, Father God, for your opinion. Because none of us are here for our own purposes. We're created by you, by your word, and for your purposes, for your glory. Like it says in the end of Revelation chapter 4 and in Colossians, we're not here for our own purposes or our own pleasures. Jesus didn't come here to, to have everybody bow down and worship him when he was here walking around in his sandals in the flesh. But he did say in John chapter, where's that, John chapter 13, you call me Lord, and that's appropriate. He, know, he knows that he's the Lord. And what does that mean? Uh, he is the chief executive officer. Actually, he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And not just kind of in the future by and by, but right now. For always and all and on all times, even before he came in the flesh as a little baby. When the archangel came to Mary, and she was a little bit surprised, a nice little Jewish girl, 
She wasn't, uh, you know, walking on water or doing. She just nice. She had nice heritage there. She was descended from Abraham and all that, just like her fiance was. But they hadn't physically come together. When she miraculously came with child, just like the scriptures that uh, Pastor Sabrina read tonight, Father God, from Isaiah 7:14 and and Matthew 1:23, we thank you that you are with us, Emmanuel, by your Spirit, by the Spirit that's in us. We thank you for that. And the angel came to Mary in Luke 1.30 and said unto her, Fear not. That's a very important thing to start with. Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. We all want to find favor in your sight, Lord. For behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth the Son, and shall call his name Jesus, which means Savior, because he came in the name of his Father, who is Savior. Like it says in Isaiah 45, around verse 21, 22. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and he is. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob for a week. Oh, no. For six months. No. For how long? Oh, oh, just when he was, you know, just in the by and by, someday. No, forever. And your words, forever settled in heaven. In Luke 133, he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom, he's the king of kings, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. So it's an unending kingdom. And Father, we ask for your intervention, adjudication, for all these things that Pastor Sabrina has just read through in Jesus' name, including what's going on in your church. And you know how to discipline your children. You do a really good job especially for those who are willing to listen to you, because it works, it works a peaceable fruit of righteousness for them, which are exercised thereby, particularly in the Methodist Church, but every denomination, every every area, Father, even those who claim to be Christians that are doing things a little bit contrary to your will. But you said, kind of said about that, you said in Isaiah chapter 9, the people that walk in darkness have seen a great light. Jesus is that light who came to the world. He didn't come to say, oh, I'm going to send a lightning bolt and smack everybody. No, he came to show us that woman who did a nasty sin, she was caught in the very act of adultery, and he didn't happen to bring the guy along. But he said, go and sin no more. After he asked everybody that, he was, who, he was not sinned, cast the first stone. He didn't say it was, it was a, a nasty law that he gave to Moses, because he's the one who gave it to Moses. You know, when they saw God, Jesus is the visible representation of the invisible God. You can't see Father God. He's invisible. So Jesus is the one who gave the law to the Israelites. And so he knows what the law is. It is not a surprise to him. But he says that his, you, you met us at the cross, Lord. And that's the cross. That's where you have truth. You demand absolute justice and you hate every single sin. You know, even jaywalking. I don't think you even see them in the book some places anymore. You didn't like it when people used to jaywalk. You, you hate every sin. Of course, that's rather insignificant compared to pedophilia and child grooming and all the stuff that the LGBTQ community is trying to get involved with and perverting people's thinking, per- per- perverting people's thinking to cause it to be stinking, thinking, Satan's think- thinking, so they don't even know how to hold every thought captive. You can't do that with the Holy Ghost. So, Father, we ask you to pour forth of your spirit. Help me and help us all. I commit my works unto you, Lord Jesus. My thoughts shall be established. And you said in Isaiah chapter 9, Thou hast multiply the nation and not increase the joy. They joy before thee according to the joy in harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden, the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. 
For every battle of the warriors with confused noise and garments rolled in blood. But this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. For unto us the child is born, unto us the son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. In fact, it's already there. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. That's out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Every word shall be established. You said there's no end of your government and your ruling, Lord, upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So we thank you for your zeal. And we ask for your divine help in each and every one of these situations, Lord. And I'm remembering a verse in Psalm 103, particularly verse 6 which I need to look it up. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. And if any of us are oppressed, you know, the Israelites were oppressed. They were made Pharaoh's bondsmen. They had to do all these things with bricks and make bricks to build stuff for Pharaoh. They were slaves. And there's some people working in the United States and many other countries that are doing things in slave labor, as it were, not just to a corporation necessarily, although sometimes it looks like it, but to a government just trying to just rip them off. It's not that the government's all bad, not all of them, but some of them have an agenda, and they're trying to pervert the right ways of God. So, Father, we ask you to, your divine help and intervention and adjudication of every one of these situations, Father God, including the situation where they're trying to bring in a new religion, as, as Sabrina read through, Dr. Sabrina read through about the Australian educator, uh, what's the name here, Kevin Donnelly, about the Dictionary of Woke. We thank you, Father God, that these things are being brought to light. And they're very, very, very close to the 1984 Big Brother of Central Communist Party control. That's what it is. It's, it's not hidden much. It's actually a different, a whole different policy than the gospel. It's Satan's trying to break apart and destroy all the basics of the of the culture. If if uh, if God wants to protect the children, Satan wants to destroy the children. <clears throat> Has he done this before? Did he do it when the Israel Israeli boys were thrown into the river like Moses had to be put out there, and like what happened to the all the little two year olds and unders that were left behind in Bethlehem when Jesus got out of out of there and his father had the dream because Herod was coming to destroy the children. Some of these people in, in, uh, in authoritative positions don't seem to like children. They want to cause people to be confused. And, Lord, you're not the author of confusion, but of pieces and all the churches of the saints. We ask you to overturn all this neo-Marxism, Father God, <clears throat> and cultural Marxism <clears throat> that's railing against the true gospel, where people have beautiful feet. Have beautiful upon the mountains of feet of those that bring good news. So we pray for those who despitefully use us. We love the human beings created in your image. For in the image of God made he man. And what's your image? It looks like what? Blood. You made of all men one blood. Yes, red and yellow, black and white, they're all precious in your sight. You have a whole rainbow. In fact, your your uh, glory looks like a rainbow, like it says in Revelation chapter 10 and other places. So we think even in, in the book of uh, Ezekiel chapter 1, so we thank you for your glory for defense, Father. And we ask you to overturn this nonsense, Father God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for your intervention, that your arms are not too short to save. Father, 
and not just affecting, you know, Australia, every nation. This is a global plan. Pat Holliday talked about this at quite some length. In fact, it was, who was it, the older George Bush, uh, Herbert Bush, whatever it was, he, he said, yep, we're going to bring in a new world order. Isn't that just peachy keen? We said, don't meddle with those who are given to change because that's not a healthy thing. And wasn't that uh, Barack Hussein Obama guy when he wanted to bring a lot, whole lot of change in? He tried to. He was definitely, speaking of grooming, he was definitely put in that place rather supernaturally. Pat was wondering about just where he came from because they tried to hide about his whole thing about the birth certificate. You know, most people have a birth certificate. It doesn't cost but, what, 25 bucks to make a copy of it, get it sent out. But they spent over a quarter million dollars to hide his birth certificate. I mean, to try and get it, uh, <clears throat> whatever, uh, washed and sanctified and everything, kind of like they tried to do with Hunter's laptop. So, Father God, we ask you to work out all these things. These people are trying to destroy the heritage and the, the basic teachings that so many people have learned from, even little children's books and all these things, and, and, the, and the, the, the Moby Dick story and all these things. They think, they think, oh, we have to protect the whales. Well, how about the children? Are protecting whales more important than children? Real human children? Uh, they seem to think so. Because what do they want to do? Oh, they want to break apart the family. They've been trying to do this for quite some time. And who's the they? Those people that have bowed their knees to a different God, the God of this world. So, Father, we thank you for pouring forth of your spirit because we need your spirit. Really, really, really need your spirit. And we thank you for those that are standing up for the truth at great risk to themselves. Some of them... Literally, they're putting their lives on the line, Father. We ask you to protect them. Set your angels out to protect all those standing for the truth and all the witchcraft working, even tonight, even on the full moon, which I believe it is. On this time when we remember Pearl Harbor, which was an interesting thing in itself, because then people sort of knew about that ahead of time. There's a great surprise. They're always trying to get their agenda. They have a problem, and then they have a fix for the problem just like they did uh, on uh, September kind of uh, 11th of 2001. They had a problem. They had a quick fix already ready. So, Father, we know people have a problem, and they're trying to, they're trying to tr dream up some problems to have their own particular fix. We ask you to help all those United Methodist Church, Father God, um, and those that have been, well, I've always gone to this building, and that's where my grandfather's fathers were, my grandparents, great-grandparents, and I don't want to leave the building, but they do seem to think that, that all these people that are, the Bible doesn't talk very kindly about them. And some people thought, well, you know, the guy Paul, it was his own opinion when he wrote Romans chapter 1. Uh, um, um, I, I beg to differ. He actually knew the Old Testament really, really, really well. And he spent probably a lot more time than I ever, ever have. I mean, that's what he studied. He studied it really well, but he didn't really know the author too well until later, until he met him on the road to Damascus. But he said that, that, that um, I know it's in Leviticus somewhere. Can you help me, Jesus? But you said that a man who lies with a man as, he, as he's supposed to lie with, oh, here it is. It's in Leviticus 20, verse 13. If a man lie with mankind as he lies with women, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. In Leviticus 20, verse 13, <clears throat> it says, Your word is forever settled in heaven. But, Father God, Jesus wouldn't kill them right away. He gave them an opportunity to repent. So those that can repent, 
maybe some, but many of us have people that have, maybe even some of them listening, have had dealings with us in their own lives with their family members. And we ask you to send the Holy Ghost, Father, to grant them the gift that they need. You said, the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, oh Lord, patient, apt to teach, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, that God prevention will grant them repentance, to acknowledging the truth, they may recover themselves from the snare of the devil. We ask that you help all these people to recover themselves from the temporary sin, which is just about to go bye-bye, because the sin only lasts for a season, like Moses found out. And he could have had all kinds of sin. He could have been one of those uh, Pharaoh potentials, you know, he was Pharaoh's uh, daughter's uh, adopted son, and he knew the, all the upper, upper crusties in Egypt, which was the world empire at the time, just maybe like Hunter Biden. And then, but he didn't go that way. No, he didn't go the way of perversion and, and the temporary lust of this world. He went to suffer sin for a season and to be a deliverer, just like Jesus came to suffer for a season and to deliver us all. And we think of her delivering us, Jesus. She said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. We ask you to deliver us all. And all that's being associated those in the United Methodist Church, we thank you, Father God, for pouring oil on troubled waters and causing many, many people to return to the Lord Jesus. You said, you're going to save one-third. Oh, where is that, Lord? Is that where it is? I don't remember if that's exactly where it is. I remember reading Ezekiel chapter 13, verse 9, just recently. You said, but there it is, Ezekiel 13, 9. But I will bring the third part through the fire. Yeah, there's some people who are not, not going to make it. But the third part is coming through. I will bring a third part through the fire, refine them as silver is refined, will try them as gold is tried, and they shall call on my name. They'll take the cup of salvation. They shall call on my name, and I will hear them, and I will say it is my people. They shall say, the Lord is my God. Yahweh is my Elohim. The Lord is my, my God, the real God, the real God who created heaven and earth, the only creator of God. The fake gods can't create anything. Oh, they can, they can uh, mix and match DNA and do all kinds of fancy things with reverse transcriptase and all this stuff. But, Father God, they can't create anything. Even those that were the sorcerers working with Pharaoh, when, when, they, when the Lord changed the dust into lice, that's when the sorcerers that worked with Pharaoh said, oh, this is the finger of the God. Now, who are they speaking to? Pharaoh. Now, Pharaoh thought he was the God in Egypt. He thought he was super. He was not just a, he was not just a, a man. He thought he was God kind of like who was the head of, of, of Japan used to think during World War I. And he got to humble himself, too. You got to humble Pharaoh big time. Father God, we ask for your divine help, Father God, for all these people going through all this angst and all the different church situations, Father God. But you said you're bringing a third part through the fire. Even you're refining them as silver is refined. We thank you for the refining process, Father God, that comes by being in relationship with you. We ask for your divine adjudication for all those, Father God, kind of that, that are learning the truth. And many more coming out of, of Satan's wicked ways, Father God, that have been blended into the church as if it's critical race theory and all this stuff of cultural Marxism and all this stuff of, of oh, well, we want to be walking in love with homosexuals. Yes, we love the people. Pat Hunt expressed it online. She had the people, the homosexual, what was he, a homosexual prostitute calling it. She said, you must be very troubled. You must be in great pain. He started to stop said, oh, yes, you have no idea. And she related to him as a human being that was struggling because she's walking in love. She's still walking in love. She's just not in this room. 
and we think of it as the gospel that works by love. Like you said in Galatians, faith worketh by love. We have to love the people, but we don't have to go along playing patty cake with their sin. Oh, sure, you can groom my children. Oh, sure, you can come into the church and, and, and you, can, you can rape the little boys and girls and we're going to put you right back in the Sunday school class. No, we need to have discernment and say, no, we have to protect the children, all the children, big children, little children, including those from the, the, the bewitching spirits in the colleges, too, that are trying to say, oh, this is such a nice, open, wonderful, open thing. We need to be really friendly to all the LGBT people. So, Father, we ask for divine intervention adjudication, including those in the Colorado uh, lawsuit situation, Father God. Those that are trying to push a different kind of religious freedom in recent years that goes against your scriptures, Father God. And we ask for your divine adjudication. You know how to deal with them, Father God. You know how to deal with each and every one. So we thank you for those that are standing up for the truth, your truth. Some people don't know there is a real truth. Just like Pharaoh, when Jesus was, was talking to Pharaoh, and he said, I came to bear, I think that was in John chapter 18, he said, I came to bear witness of the truth. And what did Pharaoh say? What is truth? I don't mean Pharaoh, what was his name, uh, Pontius Pilate. What is truth? He didn't know what truth was because he never met truth until he met Jesus, who was the way, the truth, and the life. Without shedding of blood is no remission of sin, and all have sinned, not just Pontius Pilate. Yes, Marshall, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and none of us can make it by our own bootstraps. We can't save ourselves. We can't deliver ourselves. Jesus, his name is Jesus for a reason, Savior. And when he came in on Palm Sunday into Jerusalem, they were all singing, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to the Son of David. <clears throat> what does that mean? Save now. Save now, Jesus. Save now. They wanted to deliver them from the Romans and the bondage that they were under. It wasn't exactly the way they, the uh, Israelis, the, uh, the Jewish people thought it would be. They, they thought, oh, he's going to come in on a white horse and he's going to vanquish the Romans, and he's going to be our shining knight and, and shining armor and deliver us from all the... You do things differently than we expect. You want us to walk this out in love. And love covers a multitude of sins. A multitude of sins. Thank you for your perfect love poured forth in the form of your blood to wash away our sins, to purge away our sins, and remove them as far as the east is from the west, like it says in Psalm 103. We ask for your intervention adjudication, Father God. All these situations going on in, with the Colorado business, these people trying to have uh, uh, wedding websites uh, and, and be able to stick by what they believe are God-given morals. And what's wrong with that? Well, there's some people that are trying to say, well, you can't do that. And we thank you, Father God, for bringing these things to light. Every one of these laws that are trying to put, uh, un unjust, ungodly laws that are trying to overturn Christianity, Father God. We ask you to expose them, Father God, in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father God, that these things are coming into the higher court levels now and being exposed in the light. All these things that they've been trying to do for so long are coming into the light now, in Jesus' name. And you said they would. You said, ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened. And you said in John, excuse me, in Mark uh, chapter 4, verse 22, Jesus speaking, For there is nothing hid that shall not be manifest, neither anything kept secret that shall not come abroad. Thank you for bringing all these things abroad. Every one of these things abroad. What's going on? Why they're doing it, including with the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security, meeting with social media companies, 
prior to the 2020 election to make sure that only certain accepted uh, things were going to be put through there. But we think with the bold steps of the attorneys general from, um, was it Eric Schmidt from uh, Missouri, I think it is, and, and the other attorney general from Louisiana, Jeff Landry, having boldness to be able to bring these things to light and making people openly under a, a what do you call it, um, to make a dep- deposition where it's legally binding. We think that it causes these things to be brought into light and exposed in the court of law with your light shining all these things, showing that the FBI was making suggestions for things like Twitter, what to do, or what we had to kind of go along with them.
Jesus' name. Christ is our life. He has the power of an endless life. In Jesus' name. Amen.